the the biggest lesson I've learned is that if you put in the work, eventually you're gonna come out stronger. That yes. sounds crazy, but even like I'm 50 years old right now, and I feel as strong as I did yeah. pre-surgery. You know, yes. and it's because you're paying attention to all these corrective exercises, yeah. right? And all these little itty bitty things that matter, yes. right? Details matter, yes. and you know. That's what I've learned. You got to put in the time. You have to commit to it. If you can sprinkle it into your workout, mm -hmm. even better, yes. right? Like your body's warm. Your nervous system is totally engaged. Yes. Um, you can come out of it. Like you, you serious, you can, yep. you know, look at Tua. Like he <laughs> tore his hip, left it out on the football field and he's back. Yes. Right. Yep. I mean, you see it all the time. And mm -hmm. so. Yeah, with my shoulders and whatever, my back. I, I take inspiration from other people mm -hmm. who are out there mm -hmm. that go through crazier things than I do. Yeah. And they come out yes, way whistling, stronger. Yeah. way stronger. And not yes. only physically stronger, but mentally. mentally. and you Absolutely. Know, the, what you learn through the process, like you said. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the H&L Movement Podcast. For all of the new listeners, thank you for joining me. You're in the right place to learn all about how to optimize athletic and human performance. If you haven't had a chance, check back out all of the library of previous episodes. There are a lot of great guest interviews that I've gotten to share their story, a lot of solo episodes, and everything is geared to give you quality information to really help you to optimize your performance. All of the returning listeners, thank you again for your support. Thank you for joining me for another week. And for those of you that enjoy these podcast episodes, please help me to spread the word, share them with family and friends. And of course, go to Apple Podcasts, rate the podcast five stars, and leave a helpful review with some of the things that you've taken away from the podcast. This week, I have an exciting episode, and it's always a pleasure to talk to this guest. She is one of the most positive people that I know, brings a lot of energy to everything. And today, I'm happy to have Michelle Arnold, the Director of Athletic Performance at Punahou School, on the podcast. There's so many great stories in here for everyone, and everyone will be able to relate to something in this episode. That's what I love about these guest interviews. And we talk about everything from her journey growing up on the big island to playing collegiate volleyball to how she got into coaching, teaching, helping high school athletes to pursue athletics in college and eventually to where she's at today, helping a lot of athletes learn how to move, train and optimize their performance through strength and conditioning and of course their sports. There's so many great things that she shared and talked about. Be sure to listen to all of it. You can take a lot of great words of wisdom from this episode. I'm just excited to jump straight into this episode. Let's get started and enjoy this one. Welcome back, everyone, to the H&L Movement Podcast. I, I'm excited for this episode. One of the most positive people that I know. <laughs> We've worked together at Puno School. Mm -hmm. We've worked together with your shoulder rehab. And I would like to welcome Michelle Arnold to the podcast. So thanks so much for joining me. It's so cool to be here, man. Thanks <laughs> yes. for having me. Yes, it's, awesome. it's going to be an awesome episode. So let's just jump straight into it. 
we were talking a little bit before we hit record, but tell me a little bit about your childhood and growing up around athletics because you're from the Big Island. Yeah, so you know, like I shared with you, and I don't think you knew this, I grew up in Pahala. Um, on the Big Island, so super small town, plantation town, right? Um, And I eventually made my way to Kamehameha schools, ninth grade, but before that, it was like, you know, like I was sharing with you, hardly any organized sports there, so learning basketball, learning how to play tennis was just with my parents, right, my siblings, finding things to do, right? No video games, hardly any TV, it's spotty, everything was antenna, right? So, um, I think part of my athletic journey, not part of it, all of my athletic journey started there, right? Started there learning, ba- like I said, playing basketball with my dad in the driveway, yep. you know? And, and Were just, there a lot of people in your neighborhood, I guess, or tiny. community? Yeah, no. less, less than a thousand in Pahala. Yes. Yeah. Were there anybody that you could play with, friends? and? Yeah, you know, yeah. you had schoolmates or, you yeah. know, and like friends in, in the hood, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it was more with them, a lot of bike riding, mm. finding like big, huge macadamia nut fields behind my house, yeah. so climbing trees, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But a lot of the the play stuff was just kind of with my siblings, yeah, yeah and my dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, you know, being outdoors, doing all of this, this play stuff, right? Were you pretty active and did you enjoy sports, even though you Absolutely. weren't in competitive sports? Yeah, so we eventually, um, I want to say... By the time I was in the fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. we had a couple of basketball teams and we drive like you got to understand to get from Pahala just to Hilo's an hour. Yes. Right. Um, and so we, we it's a whole day. Right. Mm-hmm. You travel to go play one basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't until maybe I was in the fifth or sixth grade where there was organized basketball that I could play. So but absolutely. I mean, you know, every every moment you can you can grab, you could take, you're doing something. So everything started from way back. From way, way back, back when. Yeah. Definitely. And that's how it starts for most most mm-hmm. athletes, right? Growing up, you know, even though you didn't play competitively until 5th or 6th grade, what was your favorite sports or favorite basketball? Always basketball. basketball. It's always been basketball. And the ironic thing, you know, you fast forward like 10 years, I go to college and I play volleyball, but <laughs> even through high school, like my favorite sport was basketball. Got it. You know, when did you find volleyball? It wasn't until I got to Kamehameha. So I okay. took the test uh, in the sixth grade, didn't get into Kamehameha, seventh grade, eighth grade, finally got in ninth grade. And you know, my parents always valued education, both school mm-hmm. teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Always, always valued education and knew that there was tons of opportunity mm-hmm. at Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got in, although it was hard for them, you know, you got to let, let the, go. the one go, <laughs> yeah. right? They, they knew that the opportunities mm-hmm. for me were there. And so it's when I got to Kamehameha, I discovered volleyball. And, you know, like I knew what a volleyball was, you know, but that's something you play dodgeball with, right? That's something yes. you, you being at your sister's. Um, yeah. So when I got there, I tried out. Well, first I walk into Keikuhau Pio and it's like, holy <laughs> What is this? There are so many people, yes. right? There's so many girls. You know, Punahou, Kamehameha, uh-huh. even Iolani, I'm sure. The numbers that come out for volleyball, uh-huh. they're massive. Mm-hmm. And so um, as a ninth grader, I tried out for the JV team. I mean, I don't know where my so, hands yeah, go, right? That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. So this is the first time you ever played volleyball? 
Yeah, six, I mean, six I played in the yeah six on six. Yeah. So I have no idea what really the rules are. You know, I know you can bump it three times <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it's got to go over. Yeah. Um, so immediately cut on the first day. It's like, okay. what? Thank God Kamehameha has like the intermediate and got ninth it. graders can play. Mm-hmm. And so down I went. I said, okay, you go try out. Mm-hmm. You guys could go try out for the intermediate blue. Got in line down there and I'm like, Wait, this is the line. I think I'm going to get cut again. You know, you can kind of tell, right? Yes. As a kid. My auntie, Saving Grace, walks through the door. She's the coach of the intermediate blue team. Get that kid out of the line. Put her in here. She taught me how to play. Thank oh. God for that That first season. Really just yeah. understanding how to hold my hands, where to put my hands. Yeah. Um, getting a better feel for the game. Got it. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Auntie Ulu, psh, no volleyball no for volleyball. me. <laughs> yeah. But basketball was... Your primary sport, Basketball right? is my primary, yeah. So then you even played basketball from freshman year? I did. So mm-hmm. I tried out for basketball my freshman year, made the varsity. Okay. Um, but it was fun because, you you know, you finally, this sounds awful, uh-huh. but you're finally playing at a level, right, yeah. that yeah. Yeah, that's that comfortable yeah, and, and competitive, can, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was eye-opening for me, mm-hmm. and it was also humbling, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, everybody's good, Yes, you know? So, um, so that that's a really interesting, because yes, Big Island, you know, less, just numbers, right, mm-hmm. in general. So less competitive leagues and things like mm-hmm. that. So thinking about that transition, you know, what was it like for you? Because now it's like, oh, this is what more competition, you know, more like structured practices, coaching, games, right? What was that transition I like? I ate it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I ate it up. And it, it, was, it was really, um, you know, like at first it was shocking, mm-hmm. right? And I kind of quickly assimilated, like maybe not with volleyball so much, mm-hmm. but once volleyball season was done and I got a hang of it, yep. and then, you know, you just kind of really, I start, I, I found my, my group of friends, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and... and and I found my niche, right? Yeah. And then it was just like, I ate it up. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's almost like I belong here. Yes. I belong here and mm-hmm. I love it here. And I always remembered, you know, not just my parents, my grandparents, um, extended family telling me mm-hmm. there's going to be opportunities here that mm-hmm. you never even thought of. Yeah. And I just really started to digest that. Even at, you know, you're a ninth grader and I was yeah. all over the place. But I really started to understand that mm-hmm. and appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I loved it. The more a coach like got on me, I was like, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. go, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of your personality too is to want to get better and that drive and everything. So when you think about your high school years, right, mm-hmm. coming from really no competitive sports background or organized sports i should say and how much you developed what were some of the things that helped you throughout the high school years in sports in school it's got to be that that the very formative part of my of my of my journey Mm -hmm. playing playing climbing trees riding my bike down a rocky gulch you know and it's like i think that gives that gave me a really good foundation yeah you know not just like physically but you know, I, I know this now, but having the nervous system totally engaged as yes. you're going down a gulch 20 <laughs> miles per hour on your mongoose bike, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So quite, yeah, I, I just think everything came from there, mm-hmm. right? And you learn how to move and you, you get that from a young age. I mean, I remember getting those. 
I thought it was a rush, right? But it's yeah. just your endorphins, right? Yes. Running through your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really kind of channeling that and bringing that onto the basketball court mm-hmm. or onto the volleyball mm-hmm. court and just making it a part of my life. And then once you, once I get to Kamehameha, it's like, wait, I can go to the weight room too? <laughs> yeah. You know, this yeah. can help me? Okay, let's go. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you are currently the strength and conditioning coach at Punahou, mm-hmm. right? And I love our conversations because, you know, constantly talking about strength and conditioning, that's right. what I like to do, right? But from high school time, did you take part a lot in or were you interested in the strengthening aspect Putting i was, time in the I was fascinated room. with it yes. anything that i thought could help me mm-hmm. get better right and take whatever it is outside here and help me to improve as a volleyball player a basketball player mm-hmm. a teammate mm-hmm. whatever that was i wanted i wanted that right mm-hmm. um Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> no, so what, oh, yeah. did you really enjoy um, the strength and conditioning aspect? Sorry. See, I, I'm all over the place. No, I told no. you, you're going to have to cut and edit. It's like, oh my gosh. So I did enjoy that. So uh-huh. I don't know, um, Vern, God, what's his last name? Vern? Lily? Vern Lily. Yes. Vern Lily was our guy at the <laughs> KQLPO weight room in the back there. Yes. He was our guy. And so I would pick his brain. Vern, uh-huh. why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? This is going to help you with this. This is uh-huh. So if I could understand yep. how doing this translated to my performance. Yes. Right? And he was instrumental in that. You know, as well as my other coaches uh-huh. because they bought into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys hit the weight room before. Okay, and then come to practice, whatever it yep. is. Um but Vern Lilly really, and he took the time to tell us or to tell me why. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he yeah. took that time and he took an interest. If, if you ever had a question, if you ever wanted to know why, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd let you know. Yes. You know, so that, that was huge for me. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it just, I think that stuck with me even through my collegiate years, yeah. you know, and even past college, right? <laughs> but it was working with Vern in that KQLPO weight room, yeah. right? That's and just where it kind of, started. That's that where it interest. started. Yeah. yeah. So in volleyball and basketball, let's start with basketball first okay. since that was your, your main sport. What positions did you play? Did you, were you always tall yeah, for high school? I, you know, I was. I was uh-huh. always tall. I think um, my freshman year, I was maybe the third tallest. tallest. Um, pretty much played power forward, you okay. know, the four. Mm-hmm. Um, once in a while, the five, mm-hmm. my freshman and sophomore year, we had a couple of coaching changes and by junior year got put to the wing. Okay. And for some reason, I'm more dominant dribbling with my left hand. So um, Rob Stevens, he was our assistant coach under Al Lapo. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. All of my coaches are awesome. Um, he's like, get out of the post. Let's put you on the wing <laughs> and see what you can do. Uh-huh. Right. And so... He kind of taught me the creative part of athletics, mm-hmm. right? Here's the shell. This yep. is the offense we want to run, but there's so many things you can do, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So let's get the ball in your hand. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. And he gave me the confidence. I'm always down low because I'm so yeah. tall, right? The Hawaii <laughs> standards. Hawaii standards, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the world, not so much. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you can drive mm-hmm. you can drive you can move you mm-hmm. can drive mm-hmm. let's and kind of centered the offense around that two around, position yeah. yeah you know so it's a drive and dish drive all the way whatever uh-huh. and so that really kind of 
it gave me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. that I'm not so, or it, it just made me realize I don't have to live in this box, right? Yeah. I don't have to yeah. just be this prototypical, okay, you're 5'10", you're going to go to the four. <laughs> yeah. There's other yeah. things you can do. Yes. And so he, he was kind of progressive, right? Uh-huh. At that time, this is back in the 80s, man. <laughs> this is like, yes. you know, unheard of. Uh-huh. Um, and after that, it's like shh, state championships, you know, yeah. and it's just changing our mindset. Uh-huh. You know, yes. he comes in with this idea. He has faith in you. He pumps you up. You can do it. You can, you know, and um, and really, yeah, like I said, he was kind of ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. How? So you mentioned state championships. How did you guys do through your high school career? And then, how many state championships did you guys end up winning? So I I didn't win any in volleyball. Okay. Um, back then, UH Lab School. They were the powerhouse. I in mean, volleyball. Untouchable. Yeah, <laughs> just like, they were amazing. Yeah. Um, basketball, we won our first state title for Kamehameha Schools my junior year. Okay. So that was in 88. Okay. And then my senior year in 89, we got runner-up. But oh, it was see. just kind of like, and then in volleyball, we were runner-up, I think, 87, 88, 89. Sophomore, junior, senior year. Got it. Always to UH Lab. Oh my gosh. They were awesome. They were awesome. They were awesome. In fact, I I went and played club with them. I'm like, I want to be like them. I want to dominate and I want to be like them. So let's go see what they're doing, right? Yeah. Let's switch over, switch gears to volleyball now. Okay, so ninth grade, you played intermediate. Intermediate blue, yeah. And then after that, I'm assuming you tried out for Vars, right? I did. Okay. I I tried out for varsity my sophomore year Uh and I made the varsity. it was a year of just really committing to my goals, really. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't really know I had goals, but I yeah. knew, you know, like, I didn't put that label on it. This is my goal. Yeah. Um, but I got the bug for volleyball uh-huh. after that intermediate blue year. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait, this net is, you know, <laughs> once I figured out an approach and how to jump <laughs> yeah. and hit a ball, it's like, this is awesome. Yeah. So I got the bug. Um, and so when I played basketball, I was also playing club. I was just telling a friend of mine, man, my sophomore, in fact, all the way through, freshman all the way through senior year, uh-huh. I'd go to basketball practice and club right after. I wasn't getting back to the dorms till like 9, 30, Late. 10 o'clock. Yeah, Because you were dinner. dorming too, yes. Thank goodness yeah. I was a boarder though because <laughs> everything was right there. Imagine if I had to go drive like oh, yeah. to Kahuku or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how those guys did it. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, so I, I really learned the sport of volleyball my freshman year. Got the super Got basic stuff. I was going to say, you blue, have to make a lot club. of progress your freshman year to get to that level to make the vars, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, the, the cool thing was I always had adults around me mm-hmm. supporting me, mm-hmm. namely my coaches, right? My, my grandparents were here. They would take me to this practice and that practice and sign me out of the dorm, sign me back in. <laughs> Thank goodness for them. But always had coaches who I think believed in me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and kind of not just taught me the techniques, right? Mm-hmm. But taught me what it was to like really be a warrior, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of want better and want more and, and yeah. how to pick people up around you. And, and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yes. Like I put it on my shoulders. Let's go. <laughs> it felt, it, it, it felt good, uh-huh. you know, to be supported by these adults who truly cared, yes. you know, those are all the things that 
we all know you learn from sports that's not that's beyond the technical skill right. level athleticism right mm-hmm. and that helps you in life too even what you're doing today so back to the volleyball when you were playing the volleyball what position did you play and then how did that i guess progress through high school yeah so um one of the tallest right yeah. so I, I i ended up playing middle okay. um middle blocker and then by the time i was a senior i dabbled a little bit on the right side just because i had decent hands Mm -hmm. and then i could put up a formidable block you know Mm -hmm. on their on their left side the Uh opponent's left side Uh so started to kind of dance there um coach kitashima actually started to run a triangle because there were three of us that were pretty good that could run the middle so that gave us a you know a few more options Mm -hmm. and then I ended up going to, I got a volleyball scholarship to George Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, went and played volleyball back there in D.C. And in college, I switched and I became a setter by my junior year. Oh. Yeah. I okay, switched I to setting. I did not know that. Yeah. In fact, so here's the story with this, right? Yeah. So we're, we're in our off season. So club, right, is you can play club in college. And so it's, it's in the spring and we had three setters. So okay. one setter injured, had this crazy tumor on her shin. Second setter, the backup setter blew out her knee. So we're wow. in like this spring tournament. And our third, third setter, you know, was a better libero than she was a setter. Okay. And so it was just got to the point. My coach is looking around like, what are we going to do? Yeah. I said, I'll try. Let me try. Let me try. It can't be, you know. <laughs> and so my sophomore year, which was in the club, we had finished our, our, um, our regular season, okay. I started setting and never, never looked yeah. back. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, you're you're the captain of that court. Yeah. You're running. You're gonna touch that ball almost all Every the time, time, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you're deciding who do I want to set, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so there was a lot more like you had to think a lot more very quickly, and I love that challenge, mm-hmm. like just learning this new position, and then getting creative right there's yep. that word again there's so much creativity in athletics mm-hmm. in sport yep. right yes. and i think you know for me it was like okay i'm not artistic I, I mean i can barely draw a stick man i can i learned how to draw a shaka yeah you know but it's like my creativity could come out in what i love doing in sports in yep. sports yeah you know and so just making that connection and and you know, again, having adults, right? Uh-huh. Having coaches believe in you uh-huh. and give you that opportunity. Okay, go try. Yep. That was awesome. That was what you needed. That was awesome. It's what yes. I needed. Did you ever play or try setting in club, high school? I did not. So that was really, in college was the first, first time, time that, okay, you're yep. actually like full on setting. I got to say though, so remember I told you in high school, I'm like, dang it, UH lab, they keep like, they're just dominating. <laughs> yeah. So my junior year, junior and senior year, I went and played with, um, it's called KVC, Kamehameha Volleyball okay. Club. Head coach was Bobby Holmes. He's this mean old guy, but my God, a volleyball mind, right? Yeah. It's like a beautiful volleyball mind. And his big thing mm-hmm. was ball control and your hands. Got it. And so it was really learning how to physically set mm-hmm. right maybe yep. not on the net but just yep. how to control that ball control that ball yep. we did hours of that uh-huh. and so i came with good hands yes. right because of that yes you know it's so all these mundane things, things it's yeah. like yeah you think they're so mundane and it's like 
oh it comes in handy right that's why we did it okay yeah Yeah. that's crazy yeah it's funny how all of these skill sets that you learn right you never know what path it's or what is going to help totally right totally yes so now after you got through high school right Uh you had the volleyball you got a scholarship at george mason Mm -hmm. mason for volleyball what happened to basketball was that still something that you really enjoyed uh, yeah. doing or was your I would get in trouble. So my coach, PK, Pat Kendrick, right? <laughs> um, so I actually became friends with a number of girls on the women's basketball team okay. at Mason. And then they want to beat up on people, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready, I'm coming. So I used to like go jump in their pickup games all the time. Yeah. And PK would be like, get off the court, <laughs> you know? She's like, we don't need you injured playing yeah. basketball. You go yeah. get injured, get injured, play volleyball. <laughs> she was awesome. Yeah. But it helped me, like, it helped my body, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and we see a lot of this today, right? Just the overuse yep. because you're doing the same thing over and yep. over. I loved having that basketball outlet mm-hmm. because you're using the same muscles completely different, different. differently, yes. though, you know? And so it helps to alleviate all that overuse mm-hmm. stuff, yep. you know? And I was healthy, was I healthy? I was. I mean, you know, like a sprained ankle here or there. But nothing season ending or anything. Nothing season ending. Yeah. And I, I truly believe it's because, you know, yeah, you get the performance stuff in the mm-hmm. weight room. But it was running up and down the basketball court too, yes. you know, and, and using the different energy systems, right? Volleyball yes. so explosive. Basketball it is, but you got to sustain too. Yes. So I think, you know, in hindsight, that totally helped me to yeah, stay think- healthy. I think everything throughout your life, mm-hmm. even going back to little kid time when you're just playing, right? Yep. Riding bike, yep. doing all of those things. I mean, it allowed you to use your body the most efficient right. way possible to do certain things. Right. And that's how you not only perform well, but prevent injuries. Prevent injuries. And you got to think like quickly, right? Yeah. Oh my God, there's a centipede on this magnet tree. How am I going to climb up this thing faster? You yes. figure it out real quick, <laughs> real right? Quick. Yeah. 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 And so... Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, basketball stayed with me. I loved it. I loved the, the, <laughs> you know, like the, because I, yes. I feed off of that stuff. Yes. Um, but I loved running, running with those girls. And they're like, they're yeah. big time. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. D1 basketball players. Yes, yeah? yes. And that gives, gives you your little fix too, to actually totally. compete in basketball, even if it's yeah. a pickup game. Even and... if I was getting pounded, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine I'm making it. you better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can just imagine it and how much fun you, you're having yeah. with all of this, just playing pickup. And in college too. So talk about, did the interest for strength and conditioning grow even further? Absolutely more Mm -hmm. competitive right higher level so what was that like in college strength and conditioning yeah so uh, thank goodness you know Vern gave me a really really good Mm -hmm. um foundation but in college and you gotta remember this is still like early 90s Mm -hmm. um it was being introduced to these explosive movements right and Mm -hmm. so in high school we didn't have the platforms and the racks it's just that's not what the landscape looked like yeah you know you had a lot of single joint mas- machines or mm-hmm. you know you do your typical bench press but mm-hmm. but nothing you know so explosive mm-hmm. so learning that like oh okay <laughs> i like this um and and understanding again how that's going to translate from the weight room mm-hmm. to that volleyball court yes. right or whatever it is i was doing mm-hmm. and so really got into it um and it was cool because you know, we had team lifts, but we also, if, if you couldn't make that team lift, somebody was always there to take you through it because you had the 
the resources, right, yep. in college, mm-hmm. um, and just making it available. So yep. it, it was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, when you started to learn more of the explosive lifts, what was that experience like? Because it was completely new. No Dude, one really total rush. Yes. Like the first time I did it, I mean, I must have like threw my back out because you know I didn't hinge properly. I'm like hinge, deadlift. <laughs> you just pick it up, but um, yeah, right. It, it's like I don't know. It's like surfing, right? So you're trying to catch this wave, but once you catch that first wave, you're like, I want the next one. Yes, that's what it felt like. Uh-huh. You know, like. I got it. I got under that bar. My elbows were high, probably segmented, but it's like, okay, now I can do this. Yes. Right. And, and it was, um, a lot of patience from our strength coaches. But like I said, once, once I got it, there was like, okay, this is part of, part, part of, of my program now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like through the four years? Did you, um, stay up there to train during the off season times or did you come back home and then continue I came back home, home. I, I came back home um for christmas and summers mm-hmm. and you know i miss my family mm-hmm. and I, I i have three um i had three younger sisters and so just you know wanted yeah. to check in see my family but knew what to do when i got home got it right and then if if I, I couldn't like do some of my program, I call up Coach Geisen. He was coaching Kamehameha football, right? At okay. that time, he goes, get up here. I'm running the boys on the hill. Shoots <laughs> up there. Me, the only one with all the football boys. Yeah. I'll make you shame. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, it was just using, tapping into my resources uh-huh. back here. Again, adults, I knew I could always count on. Yeah. And I always wanted the best for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always there to help me. Yes. yes. Yeah. What was your major in college was it related to exercise science zero zero? <laughs> zero related it was communications i didn't know what i wanted to do hey communications that's yeah. why you're such a good talker oh yeah. my god that's why i talk too much no andrew i had no idea what i wanted to do oh uh, okay like in fact i didn't know what i wanted to do till maybe like five years ago <laughs> uh, no, yeah. for real yeah i'm like wait what should i do that you know i remember i was i had a sports psychologist throughout all of yeah. my yeah. collegiate years I was like, I don't even know. I got a major in something. Like, what do I major in? She's like, well, you took this, this, and this. How about communications? Perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of your well-rounded degree, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, let's do that. Just get my degree. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, like I said, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Till, I, don't, I don't know, four or five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Talk. Mention that. Let's talk about that a little bit. The sports psychologist. So was that something that was common? At George Mason? Because that's a huge part we know now. Like, sports psychology really helps you. Absolutely. helps. It translates over to physical performance. Sports psychologist was mandatory for me. I was that type of... I mean, I was all over the place, you know? And it's just trying to, like, channel all of my thoughts. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's focus on this one thing. Let's focus on this now. And just Mm kind of organize Mm -hmm. me and and get me through. Because... I was the type of person, still am. I know I, I, I always work on, I try to work on it daily. Um, you know, I could start five things before, before like breakfast. Yes. And by lunch, I got 10 things going and not one thing finished, you know? So it was really trying to uh-huh. just kind of dial me in and, and yeah. work on my dialogue during the game, uh-huh. my internal dialogue uh-huh. in the game. And then eventually it morphed into, okay, how do I take my strengths 
and become a better leader. Someone mm -hmm. my teammates can count on, my yes. coaches can count on, mm -hmm. and not someone who is all over the place, right? Yes. And take this energy and take this drive uh -huh. and really dial it in. That was mm -hmm. the, the reason I had a, I mean, there's some more reasons than that, <laughs> but that was the, like one of my primary things to work on was taking all of this, right? That yeah. could get frantic and then just really, okay, here's how we're gonna make you more valuable mm -hmm. right for your team and i like how you really focused on you know being there for your teammates and contributing to that team environment because mm -hmm. that's something that like you said being a leader right and it's more than just what you can contribute skill wise right there's so many other things that makes the team run absolutely efficiently right right so after college well you played four years of volleyball right yep and how was that for you just briefly the it's awesome experience and yeah it was awesome like i'm i'm really happy with where i went and what i did and i mean there's nothing nothing uh -huh. i would change about it uh -huh. you know um it was interesting when i was getting recruited uh, there was a bunch of schools that you know okay we'll fly you up but you only get five visits right oh, and okay. so i was away from home mm -hmm. and uh I remember Coach Geisen saying, come on, we got to pick these five schools. You got to get on it. He was our ADN football coach, right? Were they all far away, like East Coast? No. Oh, okay. So I go, okay, okay. He goes, get over here. Get. So finally, he picks me up one day. He goes, we're going to choose the five schools you want to visit. I talked to your dad. He's like, get her in your office, <laughs> sit her down, and make her choose. So I go down to his office, and we're looking at letters, and I pick my five schools, and they're all in California. Okay. And so Geisen calls up my dad. He goes, hey, my dad's name is Larry. Larry, we got the five schools, finally. He goes, great, what are the five schools? He reads off the five schools. He goes, they're all in California. My dad's from California, okay. right? Put her on the phone. So he goes, <laughs> you, we didn't have a lot of money, right, growing okay. up. Um, and so he goes, you are getting five free trips. I don't care where you go to college, <laughs> but go see what's out got there. It, go far it. away. Go to places that you'll probably never be able to see. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. He goes, they're going to pay for you, right? So I'm yeah. like, all right. So we change it. So I end up visiting um, Berkeley. Doug okay. DeGroote was over there, and he's a local guy. He coached at Chaminade. I visited on the Berkeley I, did, I also went to Santa Clara, okay. and I went to Texas Tech, the, oh, wait, Texas Tech, wow. the University of Maryland, and then I got to visit Georgetown and Mason on the same trip, got it. and they just split the cost, so it's still five. Yeah. So I go to California. I know California. I've been with my family, right? Uh -huh. um, I get to Texas Tech, and I'm like, this place is awesome. And I'm like, I'm probably going to get shot here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because I'm so different, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe not the place for me. Awesome. Yeah. Maryland, that was cool. It's just massive. But when I got to D.C., I was like, this is cool. Uh -huh. I mean, the city was cool. Just the feel of it. It's big uh -huh. city, but it's not so big city. I don't know uh -huh. how to explain it. Uh -huh. um, and I ended up picking Mason. So I'm sitting in, in PK's office. Uh -huh. Mason's my last stop, right? Okay. And they were last in the, they were in the Colonial Athletic Conference, the CAA. Okay. And they were like dead last in the conference. <laughs> and so I just like, okay, great trip. I did what my dad said. I loved it. I had a great time. And she's, you know, what's the chances of you coming to Mason? I said, 
why would I come to Mason? You tell me what what is it about Mason that I would love it here or whatever. Like I I want to win. And she goes, "You're going to want to come here because I'm recruiting five other girls just like you." Yeah. And she goes, "I want you to build this program." Where's the paper <laughs> signed? Yeah, I was like, oh my God. That's I was like, like PK. Drives you. Yeah, totally. I'm like, you should have been a car salesman. Both sign. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, but that's how it's, that's how that's it how was it like. Yeah. So how did you guys, did you guys turn on around the volleyball program? We and, did. Yeah. I mean, did, God, it, I sound so whatever, yeah. but she did. She recruited like some bulls and it came in. We had, uh-huh. um, I got recruited as a middle. Didn't last. I mean, I'm 5'10", you know? <laughs> so I ended up playing right side my freshman okay. year, some middle. Mm-hmm. Um, she recruited two outsides, really good setter. Um, forget what else we had. But yeah, it was it was just, like I said, I wouldn't change anything. anything yeah. And if it wasn't for my dad going like, go see places, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, you would have in California. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what he told me? He said... You will be able to go to California anytime you want as an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, like he got it. Yeah. Things are going to get, airfare's going to get cheaper. You're yeah. going to be okay financially, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, he's smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's the guidance we need. Sometimes. That's the we guidance we see, need. Yeah. Can't see beyond just, you know, the immediate. I, yeah. 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 Totally. So, okay. That's crazy. Now, I have a follow up question to uh-huh. that. Growing up in, on Big Island, mm-hmm. right? Would you have ever imagined playing? Never. Not only volleyball, but playing college sports. Never. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. When did it occur to you that, hey, maybe I can play at the next level? My sophomore year. And, and okay. first, um, I knew I knew I wouldn't play basketball in college. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot of Hawaii kids will play Division mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. ball. Yep. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be six foot. Like, mm-hmm. I knew all of that. Um, I knew that my shot would be at volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was stoked. Yeah, basketball is my love, but I love volleyball. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. And so I knew my sophomore year, once once I could, I realized, you know what? I can learn this thing in a year. And mm-hmm. I can, you just, I saw myself just catching, catching mm-hmm people in general like okay mm-hmm. now i can play with you yeah. you used to pound that thing in my face you know what <laughs> okay no, but no, now, now we can play yeah, yeah. now we can yeah. play yeah you know? um and that's what i knew and then that's when i i really um set a goal for myself like i, I want to go play at the next level mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's why i'm and like bobby yom's here i come <laughs> yeah. i'll go play with these these uh lab girls yes. and go figure it out even more yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy because i i have never heard this story i That's didn't so know about your We're all my time in pro yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we I never like, talked about any I was of a vip member in pro <laughs> yes. and bad yeah. yeah yes exactly <laughs> so after college did you have any did you i'm assuming you stayed active because you're still active mm-hmm. to this day but was there any opportunity to, to continue volleyball or what was that like yeah you know um or interest to i guess to keep playing yeah i i did have interest in fact pk my volleyball coach in college got me a um an opportunity to be a grad assistant at uconn okay um but kind of wanted to play i was like i don't know i think i need a break from school typical right (laughs) that's one thing i would change yes go get your masters for free stupid um and then you know opportunity to go play in europe for a little bit and i didn't take that i ended up coming home i thought i would come home just for a little bit Mm -hmm. and loved it and i was like oh i'm back you know (laughs) whatever 
And then started coaching. Okay. Um, started coaching at Kamehameha with Coach Kitashima. Mm-hmm. Um, and coached for a while up there. I don't know how many. I'm okay. really bad at like dates <laughs> yeah. and time periods. Yeah. <laughs> um, so coached for quite a few years up there. And then, yeah, just kind of, um, where did I? Oh, I started teaching in the DOE okay. after that. So it was really, oh, I started teaching okay. out at Waina High School. And it was really hard for me to get back after school. So I took it. coaching off for a little bit. Got it. Yeah. When did water sports and paddling come into yeah. the mix as a serious paddler? So to <laughs> preface this, you have done the channel paddling race, right? Yeah. From- Probably, how, how long is it? probably like 20 channels. Yeah, Again, 20 like channels. I, I have no idea date wise, but yeah. it's like probably 20 channels. Um, I'm by no means at that elite level. I Lots of friends and women out there that are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to hang with them, yeah. right? Just try to hang with them. But I got into paddling because when I came home, I found out I had degenerative back um, disc disease. Okay. So the disc in my in my lower lumbar just kind of like crumbling and, from jumping yeah. and jumping and jumping. And it's hereditary. My my father has it too. My dad was like this stud. Okay. He played. He was quarterback at UH. Ended up, you know, getting oh, drafted okay. by yeah. the Rams. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he he ended up not not playing for the Rams for very long, but. I inherited not just his athleticism, but his bad back too, yeah. So um, I could no longer play volleyball. Even basketball hurt um, for a while. Mm -hmm. And so after my first back surgery, I'm like, I need to do something. Mm -hmm. I love to compete. I love team sports. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I was coaching up at Kamehameha. And I was coaching um, one of my players, Mahalani Lam. Her mom is Auntie Rosie. She's legendary in the in the paddling community. Okay. She tells me one game, I mean, one day after the game, she goes, you're not playing volleyball anymore? No. Come you want to come paddle? Yeah. That was it. Yes. I got in that canoe and never got out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that was well after volleyball was done and everything. Now volleyball was done. Yeah, yeah. My back could no longer like got it. handle the pounding. Yes. Mm-hmm. So to give the listeners an uh, idea, yeah. these channel races are crossing islands. Yeah. And how long is a race? So on a the fastest I've ever done it. So I've come in second in that oh, that channel probably maybe like six times. <laughs> second place, the fastest we've done it is like five twenty five or five twenty eight. Yeah, the winning crazy. time is five twenty five. But there's days where the conditions are just awful. Yeah. And it can take upwards of six and a half hours Got it. for a winning crew. And you know, you, as crews come in, some crews will take eight hours. Yeah. Over How many eight people hours. on the crew? Ten. For the ten. women, there's ten. Yeah. Got it. So you make these changes in the open ocean. Yes. Yep. The okay. guys go at nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. This is crazy. So it's competitive. I mean, and knowing competitive. You, you're competitive. So uh, yeah. so yeah, you're out there <laughs> to try to win and you know beat all of the other teams. But talk about this though. Okay, the back. The back injuries, right? Uh-huh. That was something that you had to overcome. Mm-hmm. But then with paddling, this is how I got to meet you, right? Yep. It was the shoulders. The yep. wear and tear on the shoulders. Eventually, you had to get rotator cuff repairs, mm-hmm. right? And now you had rotator cuff repair on both sides. Yep. But talk about some of the injuries that you had to overcome and some of the lessons, I guess, you've learned from them. The, the biggest lesson I've learned is that if you put in the work, 
eventually you're going to come out stronger. That sounds crazy, but even like I'm 50 years old right now and I feel as strong as I did pre-surgery, you know, and it's because you're paying attention to all these corrective exercises, right? And all these little itty bitty things that matter, right? Details matter. And, you know, that's what I've learned. You got to put in the time. You have to commit to it. If you can sprinkle it into your workout, Mm -hmm. even better, right? Like your body's warm. Your nervous system is totally engaged. Um, You can come out of it. Like you, you serious, you can, you know, look at Tua, like he (laughs) tore his hip, left it out on the football field and he's back. Yes. Right. I mean, you see it all the time. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, with my shoulders and whatever, my back, I I take inspiration from other people Mm -hmm. who are out there Mm -hmm. that go through crazier things than I do and they come out. Yes, way Whistling. stronger. Way yeah. stronger. And not yes. only physically stronger, but mentally, mentally. and you Absolutely. Know, the, what you learn through the process, like you said. Yep. Right? And talk about now, like you're back to activity, right? You're back to paddling totally. and everything. Yep. 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 In fact, we're, we're training right now for uh, for the Catalina. So okay. there's a race that goes from, is it Newport or, La- I don't know, whatever, someplace yeah. on the mainland California. <laughs> yeah. And then you paddle to Catalina Island and okay. then the men paddle back the next day. So we're training for that now. And, Ooh. you know, it's great to be back with all of my my teammates. I love them. I mean, they give me energy and they give me strength, right? No yes. matter what sport I've ever played, mm-hmm. I've always gotten strength from the people around me. Yes. And, and I'm grateful. I mean, I have so much gratitude for so many of my teammates yes. ever, ever. But yeah, so we're, we're training for that now. We'll see how we do. But <laughs> hopefully first. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's it's been great to see the progress, even helping you, you know, what little bit with strengthening and you're so in tune with your body. And can I just stop and- you right now? It's not little bit. What <laughs> you and your team do for people is never little bit. But it, yeah. it, it, it changes people's lives. It, like, it, yeah, that's, it the, really that's the does. goal, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't realize your potential, like you said, totally. how you can come back from mm-hmm. these injuries, right? And it's always super fun to work with people like you because your energy, like I said, you're <sighs> so positive. Even on the days Thank that you. it might be the, the bad days, it's like, I never have to worry about your energy like, that you're bringing. these hip thrusters hurt. Okay, it'll be done soon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's great to see all of the progress that you guys Thank have you. made. And then, you know, you even took that with you, right? To this day to do strengthening or even with your other, your second shoulder, doing some of these little things that, like you said, it makes the big differences in the long run. It right? really does. No, I want to transition. I know that you're super busy. You got to get back to Puno football practice. <laughs> Hopefully there's a season. No, I trust Aaron. Season. Aaron's my guy over there. He got it. But yes. go ahead. But uh, I do want to talk about the strength and conditioning aspect. Mm-hmm. And... You've been, I, I'm not even sure how long you've been helping in Punahou's weight room. And now you're running the weight room, right? Mm-hmm. The strength and conditioning program. And it's always great to see what you're doing in there. Because it's a great job. You're getting a lot of Thank these you. young athletes to actually move well, move better, get stronger, right? So let's talk a little bit about how have you seen strength and conditioning kind of progress through your lifespan, right? Mm-hmm. But also even where it is now, what you're implementing to the younger athletes at Punahou, what is that perspective like? You know, um, well, obviously it's it's just been such a huge transformation from when I started yes. in, in in high school, yes. right? To to what our, our young athletes get to do now. Yep. Um, but if if 
if we talk about my, my time at Punahou, I started in 2016, right? Okay. And so I get to Punahou, Kamehameha grad. I'm like, I'm here, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, so my boss is like walking me around. He's awesome. He's, you know, showing me the facilities. And we walk into the weight room like, oh, this is cool. Where's the varsity weight room? <laughs> yes. What? What do you mean the varsity weight room? This is it. I was like, oh. Awesome. He's like, what would you do? I go, uh, you know, and then it just kind of started. So uh -huh. at the time, what was in there, it, it was like a fitness center, right? Yeah. Um, so not a lot of ground-based movements you could do mm. because it was just stuffed with all of those machines. Yes. Nothing wrong with it. At the time, state of the art, yes. right? Um, that kind of triggered him. Like he's a guy, like he's always thinking, right? always thinking and how can we get better mm -hmm. how can we provide a better environment a better education a better yeah. athletic experience mm -hmm. for our kids here at Punahou and so you know just kind of started oh what if we had a facility where we could do more ground-based mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. right where we could develop more powerful explosive athletes what does yes. that look like yes. and and Punahou is great I mean, they, they really take to heart that lifelong learner, right? Uh -huh. And they always want you to go and go learn. Mm -hmm. Learning's amazing. It's fun, right? And so I spent my first two years just traveling the country, um, whether I was going to big conferences or D1 schools mm -hmm. or other, you know, top tier high schools yes. um, around the country and just really talking to people, looking at facilities, building my network and by by the end of my second year there we had gutted the place yeah. and really transformed it to what you see today and yes. and it, it's like what we can take our kids through and notice i'm not just saying athletes we partner heavily yeah. with pe so throughout the day yeah. we're going to teach our our youngest our youngest students that come to that yeah. weight room we start them in the seventh grade just because we you know, yeah. we don't have enough room. If we could, we'd bring them in, you know, from younger. Let's learn how yeah. to jump, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. just do some landing yes. off, a, off a six inch box. But um, yeah, we, we partner a lot with PE and we'll, we'll teach them uh -huh. the five primary, you know, yep. movement mm -hmm. patterns. Yes. And then from there, we'll get them on a 15 pound cute little barbell and they're doing a hang clean by the end of their little cycle. Yes. You know, in yep. the weight room. And we found that that has helped our kids mm -hmm. tremendously. Oh yeah. Selfishly, it helps us because <laughs> if they've come through middle school PE, guess yeah. what? They come in for, <laughs> for their lifts in the afternoon, yeah. they know how to clean, yeah. right? It makes um, it so much easier yeah, yeah. to teach and them. And they're right? healthier. They're you healthier, know? yes. They're healthier and um, we're still gonna see injuries, don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, it's really made a huge impact. Mm -hmm right yeah. for our for our athletes but for not just for our athletes but for all of our kids yeah i mean you got like these little kids who just you know they're not sure how to <laughs> and they're getting yeah. under that little bar yeah. and they feel good mm -hmm. and they're proud of themselves yeah. and they're pumping each other up yes and they may not even be athletes so for us and when i say us i mean um myself and the performance coaches we have at punahou mm -hmm. I mean, that's heartwarming for us. That's yeah. like, that's the big reward. That is right? the big reward. That's the big reward. Yes. And the other thing we, we do 
at Punahou, I think that makes a massive difference is we're like almost connected at the hip, not just with PE, but with our sports med department, you know, and they're a wealth of knowledge. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. Like they're, Uh they're, they're top tier, you know, it's like, um, so whatever, you know, like, like I said, we, we partner a lot with them, but we also like seek infer like what are your thoughts yeah. how can we what are you seeing they collect yes. a bunch of data on injuries what are you seeing with this sport this sport and they'll offer correctives to us mm-hmm. and we'll just sprinkle it in either a warm-up yeah in the workout a cool down whatever um and and the whole intention is to just you know really put our student athlete at the center mm-hmm. and we just kind of Yes. Take care of them. That's the model that more people have to implement, right? And it's not working in silos again. It's working as a team with all these different disciplines to really help the athlete Mm -hmm. benefit the most, right? I want to touch back on one of the things that you said Mm -hmm. to provide a little context. So coming from Kamehameha, for people that don't know what Kamehameha is like, Mm -hmm. you guys have probably the biggest campus in the state. (laughs) And you guys went through a renovation where... They built the weight room and the athletic training room in the same complex. And it is so nice in there. It's it, beautiful. It competes with college, you know, strength Absolutely. and conditioning, sports medicine, performance facilities. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you come to another high school that is actually normal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. then it's like, oh, where's the varsity yeah. weight room, right? But what you guys did at Punahou, I mean, I saw it from before mm-hmm. and then saw it after. All platforms, all cages, you know. You have a turf area in the back too to do plyos, mm-hmm. groundwork, core work. The space, I think you're utilizing it a lot more with modern times. I think yeah. the more facilities that you have more space to actually do stuff in a team environment, that's the trend, right? Not totally. having all cramped equipment in there. We got to be able to move. Got to be able to move. We yes. got to be able to move. Yes. We're, we're, we're athletes. Even uh-huh. if you don't play a sport, you're an athlete. You can walk. Guess what? You're an, you're an athlete. athlete. Okay? Yes. And teaching them how to move kind of you know in ways that you grew up learning Mm -hmm. right when you were growing up playing outside climbing trees biking all of that that's what you want to encourage in these younger athletes so that they figure out how to utilize their body and not feel restricted or limited right Mm -hmm. and that's what is the great thing about strength and conditioning yeah you know i know you got to get back super soon so we'll leave it at one more question so you mentioned that five years ago was when you really found out that hey this is what i want to do so what kind of led into working at Punahou and why did your interest shift into let's help kids with strength and conditioning? Um, okay, so I, I was a teacher for a number of years, right? I got my communications degree. When I got my teaching degree, I'm like, I love vacation, Christmas <laughs> off, spring break. Um, taught in the DOE for about 10 years and ended up going and teaching at Kamehameha, not teaching, sorry. I got hired at Kamehameha Maui as an athletic counselor. Okay. And so they were pretty progressive. And, and Kamehameha understands that in order for the Lahui to get better, we need to educate, right? Mm-hmm. We need to educate our Lahui. We want them to finish college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they took a leap of faith, hired me, and said, help our kids get to college. Yes. Okay, so... They love playing softball, bat, whatever. Name the sport, right? They love playing this sport. Let's see if we can get them an opportunity to play in college because if you go to college and you already have a team to go to, you have that built-in social network, you have counselors, psychologists, 
coaches. You have a, a team working with you. You have a team that's fighting for you, yep. right? Um, and so I did that. I did that for three years at the Maui campus and um, did my best to just provide opportunities for kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not guaranteeing a scholarship. You go D1, you get a full ride, awesome. Yeah. You want to play, you go D3. Let's see how much merit money you can call it. Mm-hmm. Just opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. And that, my time there really made me realize, you know what? I love working in the athletic field. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, maybe I want to be an AD. Mm-hmm. So and I got a master's in athletic administration. Mm-hmm. Already, I got it when I was teaching. I got a master's in education. I'm like, okay. I gotta know. Like, if I'm gonna do something, I want to do it like yes. the best I can, yes. right? Yes. I'm not gonna be the best every day, but I'm gonna just be the best prepared I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I got that, I came back to the Kapalama campus. Okay. And when I was up there, I worked as a learning coordinator for a year. A position opened up at Punahou. Mm-hmm. Tita Ahuna got the AD position. Got I it. went ahead, applied for her position, and they were so graceful. <laughs> you know, I was like this in my interview, right? Um, but they took a leap of faith mm-hmm. on me uh-huh. um, and gave me that position and that opportunity. And that's how it kind of all started. Yes. You know, and, and like I said, just for... For us to get that weight room, right? It's a pretty penny, but I wanted to make sure, okay, that I knew, mm-hmm. right? I don't have a kinesiology degree. I don't have this and that or whatever, but I studied my butt off to make sure yeah. I could get CSCS certified, yes. you know, and truly understand what this is about, yeah. right? And so once we did that, we got our facility, everything else just kind of falls into place, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? It's like, crazy. And I, I will say, you know, working with you, the staff there and even you guys are creating this performance program with Michelle Harrington and the athletic training staff that mm-hmm. I got to try to you know offer a little bit of help with you're awesome and, uh, but all of that is like uh-huh. that's what Hawaii really needs mm-hmm. they need to for everyone to collaborate put their heads together so that we can help these athletes excel even further and Punahou is you know I think ahead of the times when it comes to that, really creating this collaborative effort to help the student athletes. And I think that's something that you're going to see a lot more schools and other areas do that. But you guys are kind of at the forefront of this. So it's exciting to see where all of this goes. And it's because of all of the things that you've just mentioned. And, and you know, we're not perfect. Like the, the great thing about working in collaboration mm-hmm. with your counterparts I mean, they're your teammates, right? Yes. And and it's like we create this safe space to kind of bounce ideas off of one another. I see this, you see that. What are we going to... We make mistakes, mm-hmm. but we're there for one another yes. to be like, no problem. Here's mm-hmm. how we can, right? Yeah. Here's what we can do next. And it's mm-hmm. it's just working with people who create that environment, right? It's okay to be vulnerable and put yourself out there mm-hmm. because... We're all here for one purpose. Yes. Take care of this person mm-hmm. right in the center of our yep. little baby. Yes. Hui, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great message. And I want to I want to close on this because you've worked with a lot of student athletes at Punahou and even before that, right? What are some of the messages that you want to pass on to doesn't have to be a high school athlete, but just the younger generation, you know, when it comes to 
finding out what you like to do in life or progressing through athletics, right? What's some of your things that you pass on to this day? You know, I, I don't know if I have like <laughs> these, whatever, right? These uh-huh. couple of nuggets, um, but just understanding what a kid goes through now mm-hmm. and want athletes, anybody mm-hmm. to understand that failure is okay yes. because without failure you cannot succeed yeah right that's how you learn yes and 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 feeling safe enough to take that risk mm-hmm. i i think you know a lot of our our kids today get so caught up with their image on social media mm-hmm. and got to be like this person i want to beat that i want to beat that mm-hmm. person i want to be no just do your best mm-hmm. and it's okay yes. if you fail yes I fail every day. Mm-hmm. We all do. I may, we yeah. all do. Yeah. It's okay. Like, you know, and, and that's what I try to, to get across to kids. Um, I also want them, like, like we'll, we'll tell our teams and our, our PE classes, you know, like, we'll, we'll huddle up at the end of every workout, no matter what it is, and just be kind. Yep. You know, like, just, it, it, it's two completely unrelated things, mm-hmm. right? But not really. Mm-hmm. If you fail at something, I fail at something, help me. Yes. That's being kind. That's being uh-huh. compassionate. That's being, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's okay to be vulnerable as well at the yes. same time. Yeah. Um, so it's weird because it doesn't seem connected, but it really is. Yes. You know, be yeah. kind and, and have empathy and have compassion. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like, let's learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable yes right if this is my little circle here i'm gonna take a little baby step out out of your comfort and zone. i'm gonna grow yes that I is might so fall true. down and fail <laughs> but i'm gonna grow yes whether it's emotionally or mentally physically Anything. whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna grow yeah and i think that's a great message and that applies just to life in general not only sports right mm-hmm. to anything i think stepping outside of your comfort zone that's where growth really happens you know mm-hmm. learning from your failures mistakes that's where more growth happens right without any of that yep. like you said there would be absolutely no growth mm-hmm. or it would be very very difficult right we could continue to keep going on yeah. and on and on and you got ac in here it's like <laughs> wow man yes. <laughs> but i know you got to get back to to work, to put a whole practice in all of that. But maybe one day we'll have to do a follow-up episode and go through totally. all of your paddling experiences. Oh my gosh, I'll have my dentures but, in by then, right? But <laughs> yes, it's so it's so fun to talk to you all the time. Like I said, one of the most positive people I know, doing a great job with the younger athletes and Thank you know, you. continue all of the great work that you're doing Thank there. Thank you, and I think you're awesome. I mean, what you're doing here for... Our local athletes, mm-hmm. what you're doing here, like on, on the camera with these podcasts is just getting your message out and providing opportunities for people to just share, right? Yes. yes. You're awesome. <laughs> and you're you. brilliant. And I can't wait to see you back on campus or yes. wherever. Wherever. You're yes. awesome, man. No, thank you so much, Michelle. Woo! But thanks so much for joining me. We'll catch up one day soon and we'll be back at it. It'll be awesome. Thanks, man.